Hello, and welcome to the World Healing Tour podcast, where our mission is to help you heal yourself so you can heal the world. Hi, my name is Noah Crane. Each week, we will bring you tips and tools and inspire you to live your most empowered and joyful life. I'm also the founder of the 3G Effect Mindset, a daily practice that reminds you to take three very important actions every day to live your best life. Number one, every day remember to have a grateful heart and connect to your gratitude. When you connect to your gratitude, you will actually attract more miracles and more things that you want into your life. So think right now, what are you grateful for in this moment? There's always so much to be grateful for, right? Number two, every day, remember to ground yourself in love and compassion. First, love and compassion for you. Have grace, give yourself grace. Don't beat yourself up. We all do things that we need to learn to forgive ourselves, to accept and learn to let go, not to hold on to things. And then share that love and compassion with others. We all want more love and compassion in our lives, so why are we not giving it out to others? The way I do that every day is I send people heart emojis. I send heart emojis to people all day long. And I really believe that the world is round, energy moves in a round circle. So the more love and the more hearts you will put out in the world, the more you will get in return. So keep putting out that love if you want to have more love in your life. And number three, every day, know that you are guided by God. You're not alone on this journey. God is here. He's inside of you. He is beside you. He's all around you. Learn to listen to the messages of God and have faith and trust in yourself and your journey. You are never alone. By practicing these three important things, I really have sh shifted and changed my life as well as the life of so many people around me. So just remember to take those three important actions every day to be able to stay in a positive mindset and a positive attitude, because at the end of the day, it's all up to you to live your best life. Today, I'm excited to share a really important topic about with you today. It's gonna be all about how can we grow ourselves more? How can we help ourselves transform and become more the person that we are meant to be? So I have an incredible guest with me today, and I can't wait to introduce him. Carl Freiberg is a serial entrepreneur for over 40 years. He's a coach, he's an author, just an incredible human being. Carl's an author of three incredible books and one more coming down in the pipeline. I can't wait to hear about that as well. Carl considers himself a career learner. He believes continued and never-ending improvement. We have to continue doing that. And he believes in this one mantra, Never give up. Welcome, Carl, to our World Healing Tour podcast. Thank you, Noah. It's really a pleasure to be here. Uh, I'm looking so forward to our chat today. And uh, really excited to uh, share some knowledge and some information with uh, your listening audience. I love that. And I love how, Carl, you have done so much self-work on yourself and so many things that you could teach us so much because after all, this podcast is about healing yourself so we can heal the world. And I know that you have done so much growth and so much learning. Can you tell us a little bit about yourself first so people can kind of get to know you more about you and what you do? Sure, I'd love to, Noah. Um, it, it's interesting she that Noah in the, in the intro had mentioned, uh, can I continue to never ending improvement? Um, 
I've always kind of considered myself a seminar slash webinar junkie. Uh, Self-improvement is probably one of the best things that anybody can pursue and seek. There's so much information out there available nowadays at little or no cost whatsoever. It's just a matter of taking your own initiative and going out there and finding finding whatever that specific thing is that might be lacking in your life that you that you feel you're you're missing, whether that's confidence in yourself, um, drive and ambition. Many many people have you know instilled fears, fear of speaking publicly, fear of going out in public. Uh, there's just so much out there available, but the only person that can fix you is you. I mean, you have to start with yourself, your self, and move forward from there. So I, I have found that, you know, by continually finding new things to learn, new ways to, to push myself and to grow, it just helps for a better overall experience for me, for my life and what I do. I love that. And your story is incredible. In your book, A Limb for a Limb, um, you talk about your story and how, you know, everything started kind of unraveling in your life and the lessons you learned from that experience. Can you tell us about A Limb for a Limb, what the story is about? Absolutely. Um, the, the book is titled A Limb for a Limb, The 100-Year-Old Oak Tree That Changed My Life. Um, in, a, in an act of good neighborly gesture, good neighborly faith, you know, roll up your sleeves and help out a neighbor. They had a, a very large oak branch, um, kind of half dead, hanging off their tree. And my friend, he had started working on it. It wasn't working out very well for him. He had to go back to work. I just said, I got this. Um, I come from 40 years in South Florida. I've been through many hurricanes. I have chopped thousands of hours of trees. Uh, so it was not a big deal to me. I was using a pole saw, so I was about 12 feet away from the tree and six feet behind the tree when the limb let loose. And as it hit the ground, because of the shape of it, it took a bad bounce backwards and literally in the blink of an eye, removed my big toe from my right foot. Uh, I know a toe is not a limb, but big toe for a limb didn't sound like a good title for a book. So, so here I am actually trapped under the branch, the, at least my foot. So thankfully, and thank God, the neighbors, the kids are there, the, the sons who are big boys, they helped to get me free. My wife scooped me up and off we went to the hospital where I had to have that toe removed. Um, something about being an entrepreneur and being self-employed and being your own enterprise and your own boss also typically means when you're not trading hours for dollars, your income goes to zero. So at that same blink of an eye, my income went to zero. Um, let's go four months and two operations later, I'm back to where I'm functional enough that I can get back to work. I work on yachts for a living, which uh, is very physically demanding and taxing, including jumping on and off from the ground onto the boat and back. So. There was a lot that had to be gone through in order to get myself to that place and that position. Um, in those four months, so many things can happen to a person. Um, you want to talk about heal yourself. 
I had three different types of self that I needed to heal. I needed to heal my mind, I needed to heal my body, and I needed to heal my finances. Um, something that, because I had, because of owning multiple businesses and starting several businesses, the first, literally the first thing I did, and I don't suggest this to everybody, but I got my wife and I both brand new credit cards the moment I got out of the hospital that had 12 months, 18 months, zero, zero interest, you know, purchasing power because I knew we were going to be paying bills and buying groceries and paying mortgage, rent, car payments, et cetera, with other people's money for that period of time. Um, I've always handled all the finances of the house for it to just, why should both, both of us have to worry about all the time when I can handle that burden myself. Uh, so that was, you know, that was a heavy load on me as well as of course the life changing incident that occurred with the removal of my big toe. Um, so I had set myself up in the living room of our home because first of all, it was much easier to go from the living room couch onto the floor at night to sleep on a mattress than it was to walk to the back room. Plus our bed, king size bed, high off the ground. I haven't ever fallen out of it, but I just assumed that I was gonna fall out of bed if I got in that big bed with, in the condition I was in. So every day I would start my day with some kind of a powerful video that I would find. I, I would just scour the internet every day and make sure that I found something that would help me with all the, all the pain and the struggle and everything that I was going through. And then the rest of the day was figuring out what I need to do to make money from home so that this never happens again. And that's where the beginning of the story of writing the book came from. I, I found a program on writing, write books, put them up on Amazon and make money selling books. Well, it's a little trickier than that, but that's kind of where it all began. And that's, that's how the book came to be. So that is your first book, A Limb for a Limb. That's correct. Uh, yes, I, I wrote a small book. I'm a, I'm a hand drummer and percussionist by, by heart and by trade also. So many years ago, I wrote a small book called The Hand Drummer's Handbook, which was uh, it's just a fun little, fun little thing. And everybody that read it loved, loved it. They were like, Carl, it's like having you on the couch talking to me. And that's kind of how I write. I write completely off the cuff. I write in a conversational manner. And I just, I just speak what I speak. I love that. So how long did it take you to heal your toe or to heal yourself from that experience, from that accident? Yeah, so, so the physical side of it, this, this happened pretty much, let's just call it October 1st of 2019. Uh, about four months, so it's now we're into January 6th, 10th, somewhere around there. I get back to the point where I can get back to work some on the boats. My foot was still wrapped in, and I would have to wrap it in completely in ace bandage and everything just to protect it in case I banged it into anything. Um, and then, of course, we all know what happened the second week of January of 2020. The country shuts down over the pandemic, which I don't like going there and talking about it, but that's so... Now here I am back on my couch again with no work and no money again. So continued to... The, the book actually took me until... I believe I launched it the beginning of April of 20. But one of the things I can share that I'd love to actually, I, I'll, I'll turn and talk to the audience here for a moment. 
One of the things I love to share when you go through a trauma or an experience like this, for me, one of the most healing parts of my journey was to write the story. Now, whether you, whether you take it to Amazon or you publish it or whatever, if you're going through a trauma, a relationship problem, a money problem, a marital problem, a family crisis, sometimes it's, you need to get it out of here. And the easiest way to get it out of here is to get it onto here, is to put it on paper. And the other thing that's interesting about writing, and I, I know, Noah, you know this because you're a writer as well, you write and you read, and you write and you read, and you write and you read, and you read and you read and you read. So by the time this book was ready to launch on Amazon, I had probably relived my story 100 times, if not 200 times. And I really believe that that was one of the biggest parts of the healing as far as the, the, the mental healing, which of course, as some may know, some may not know, if your mind is not healing or healed, your body's not gonna heal. The mind almost has to be healed before the physical, the mental healing needs to come first before the physical healing because the body works much better when, the, when it's got a happy head on top of it. Yes, absolutely, and I love what you just shared with the audience. It's so true that you know, writing it down, getting it off of yourself, right? Not being in your head about it, but getting it down, reading it, you know, kind of relieving the experience, but not relieving it with the pain, but kind of healing through that. Sounds really, really powerful, and I'm so glad you did that because 2019 is not that long ago. Okay, we are 2023, so. This is recent, and since that, you've written other books as well, which is so impressive, like all the work that you are doing on yourself um, is just really impressive. What lessons, to go back to a limb for a limb, what lessons do, would you say you learned the most from that experience? That's a great question. Um, I don't regret what happened. Uh, it would be so easy in life for, I can say that it did have some effect on the relationship, the 25-year relationship that I had with my neighbors. They were dear friends. We're still dear friends. We were just out having dinner a few weeks back. It's, it's not quite the same closeness as it was before, um, but I, if there's any lesson to be learned aside from be more careful and be safer about what you do when you're doing things, which again, this was, to me, was a complete freak of nature, just something that was unavoidable. And, you know, I'm also a firm believer in God's spirit universe, whatever you call your higher power, that, you know, maybe there was an adjustment that needed to be made in my life. And it just, it, it came as a result of something that seems a little extreme and drastic. Um, but I don't, I don't regret I even went back and hugged the tree several months later. It's a big old 100-year-old oak tree. It's this big around. And I, I went back and I forgave the tree because it wasn't the tree's fault. I'm the one that took a limb from it. So, um, but yeah, the, the lesson, one of the biggest things, the takeaways or, or things that I, that I found, and again, this is still something that I'm, I'm continuing on the path of, is creating a, multiple streams of income because I learned the very, the very hard way what happens when you have your own company and your own business and something dramatic like this occurs, it literally just stops everything. 
and that was a that was a real challenge and a real struggle. And I and I thank God that my wife was full time at home during all this time because she was able to be my caretaker. And it's it's interesting the struggle that so many people went through with the pandemic because you've got a husband and wife that kiss each other goodbye at eight o'clock in the morning and don't see each other again until five o'clock in the afternoon or six o'clock or seven o'clock. And now they're 24 seven, seven days a week, 365. And it was a very challenging time for a lot of people. Um, I feel a little blessed because we had four months of practice leading up to it. And of course I was in a, you know, there was some times I was in a very, very dark place because I had, you know, in, the mind is, a, is an incredibly powerful tool that can work for you or against you in many different ways. And there was many times that I'm saying, what have I done to my life? What have I done to our, my family, to my, my wife, our relationship? How am I ever going to get through this? And, of course, here I am. And I did. And that's usually what happens if you pursue and you stay true to yourself and you work on yourself and get the healing done. Absolutely, and I think it's amazing, especially the fact that you went back and you gave that oak tree a big hug. How cool is that? What did that feel like to do that? To give it complete it, forgiveness to that whole... It was, a, it, was a, it was an amazing exchange of energy, first of all. I mean, I, I've always kind of, you know, I'm carry long hair and I'm, I'm 62 years old, so I consider myself a hippie and uh, a tree hugger. And uh, so it was... Um, it was really great for me, especially because it was kind of the final closing of the chapter or closing of the book to actually forgive. And you can't say an inanimate object. A tree is a living being in its own. And, and it really was, it felt very wonderful to me. And I did feel almost an instantaneous relief as a result. That is just so beautiful. And yeah, I, everything has energy, right? The tree has energy. It's alive. And so for you to, to you know, give that final you know, connection with the tree, how long after your accident were you able to do that? It was within about, I would say it was pretty close to four months because the actual physical healing took, took that long. Um, the, the, after the first operation what was left didn't heal very well. Um, so I was required to go back and have a skin graft operation 30 days later. So literally the pain that I went through during the first part of the accident reoccurred 30 days later. I almost see, uh, there was no difference in the level of extreme pain that I had to go through and live through. I mean, not being able to get up and go to the bathroom for myself and things like that. You know, very, very difficult, difficult time. Um, so until I was able to get from, four, I call it four legs because it was two legs and two crutches, then it was three legs, then it was, you know, two legs and one crutch, and then I had a really nice cane from when I was younger that was carved out of a hickory piece of, a piece of a hickory tree from Pennsylvania when I was 20 years old. I still have it, so that became my, my walking stick until I could get back completely on, on two feet. So it was a good four-month process before I was even able to go walk that far to get into their backyard. 
That's amazing. That's still not such a long time, Carl. That's really impressive. So the power of the mind, right, mm -hmm. is, is amazing. And we can really get through anything. What would you tell people that are going through a dark time right now? What are some tools, something you learned that could help them get through a dark time? Besides writing it down, what else would you say? Yeah, there's, um, you know, again, there's, there's so much out there that's available for those who are looking. I mean, there, you don't have to go find it on your own. Um, I think we're in, a, we're in a really interesting and kind of a strange place right now still with all the crazy things that have happened in the last couple of years. There's a lot of mental stress and strain still out there as a result. And at first you have to be strong enough to realize that A, you need to have some, you need to do some things to make it better. And B, you may not necessarily be able to do it on your own. So the next challenge that everybody faces is, is do I reach out to my friend Noah and tell her my problems? Do I reach out to my brother, to my sister, to my family? Or do I find total strangers to talk to? Because sometimes you may find that a stranger is going to be more empathetic and more receiving to the challenges that you're facing than somebody who's known you for a long time, who knows how you happen to be with the way that you do things. So, um, but first and foremost is find the help, find the help somewhere, somehow. There's a great, there's a great um, platform out there. It's called Avaya, Avaya, A V. AIYA Institute, and they are like a free video library that covers just about anything and everything you could think of from alcoholism to drug addiction to physical damage to divorce to marital situations, all those things. And that was actually where I found my strength every morning. It was my, my morning meditation, my morning motivation was to go there and find something that would change rewire the the broken circuits that were still in there because of all the the nonsense that goes on with the with the two voices constantly battling inside of us and you know i think everybody's got that not everybody wants to admit to it and that's the other thing that part of that awareness is you have to realize that you have to figure out how to get the stronger voice to overcome the weaker voice and i don't mean weaker meaning quieter <laughs> they're both very they're both very loud voices when they're talking at times so um and that's you know that was the again what i would suggest to to anybody is don't go it alone um find find somebody that'll help you it's it's uh, we see it every day the people taking i don't even like to t go down the, the path of talking about people taking their own lives but they think because there's there's no there's no other choice, and there are choices. There really is. And the choice is to choose yourself, right? Not to give up ever. And I love that you had your wife by your side because, like you said, you need other people to help you get through things. Nobody can do this on their own. We all need others' support. Mm -hmm. So I love that you put that into the into the conversation. Yes. So Carl, um, I wanted to talk to you about your newest book called The Change. I'm going to show it right over here. The Change. I know Les Brown. Um, his, um, he put his name behind it, right, behind the Change series. Yes, he actually wrote the forward. Yeah, he wrote the forward to the, to the Change series. It's a really cool book with a bunch. How many authors are in this book? 
That's a conglomeration of 20 co-authors. 20 co-authors. Can you tell us a little bit about what you wrote in the book? And uh, about, I know it's about goal setting and yes. how we can create goals and be able to actually create structure in our lives. I'd love to. Um, it's, it's kind of an interesting, uh, I'm, I'm also a firm believer that things just don't happen out of happenstance. Things happen because you're in, you're in alignment with something. You're in the right place at the right time. The vibration or the energy that you're putting out there to the universe, again, universe, God, creator, um, is what sometimes opens these doors that you maybe didn't know that were available. So I had gone to another self-help uh, convention or seminar webinar down in Miami in December of last year um, where I actually met up with one of my high school chums I hadn't seen in 40 years because he was part of the the higher up of the company he was one of the VP or something like that well his his girlfriend at the time she reached out to me shortly after the event and she says hey Carl I know I've you know I've read some of your stuff I know that you're a great author where I'm I'm part of helping to put this book together this this one is actually volume 19 they're in the process of building volume 20 as we speak. Um, so it was, a, it was a kind of a simple introduction. Hey, let me send you some information about it, and then I'm going to get you on the phone with Jim Lutz, who's one of the two gentlemen that's on the back cover of the book. Um, we had a great chat, and, um, you know, don't, don't fool yourselves. These books are, you're invited into them, but you're also invited into them monetarily. We pay, we pay to be there. We don't, they don't pay us to be there. So it's, it's a fabulous marketing tool. What's happened just since I got my hands on this book and I started sharing it. I don't know that you and I would be having this conversation so soon if it wasn't for this book. I know that our, we were gonna have this conversation regardless, but the book helped to get me sitting in this chair quicker also. Um, and it's just really wonderful to be, to to collaborate with all these different people. And yes, I wrote it about goal setting um, because that's actually what my next book in the pipeline that I created was, is Goal Setting Simplified. Um, because lots of people, everybody's like, oh yeah, yeah, I got goals, I know about goals. And it's like, great, where's your book? What book? The book that has your goals written in it. Oh, I don't have them written down. It's like, well, then you don't have goals. And one of the things that that I don't think I would be in the place that I'm in, that I'm in today, mentally, physically, and financially, if I had not set specific goals and timelines on things that had to be done. You know, even the the goal setting book launched on the 20th of of April because I had it slated that it was not going to go past April 30th. It was a written goal and I had reverse engineered it, and I got done 10 days ahead of time, which I was really proud of. That's amazing. So can you tell us more about how can people start writing down their goals? Is it something you do every day? How does it work? Well, there's a, yeah, there's a, lot of different, there's a lot of different approaches to goal setting. Um, you know, it's interesting, you and I both achieved a goal today because I left Fort Lauderdale an hour before this event to get here and you left from wherever you were out running around to do because you know believe it or not that little thing in your in your pocket that has all the days all the days of the month and everything where you say oh tuesday night i'm having dinner with so and so at eight o'clock that's in reality that's a goal that's a goal that you're setting 
Um, getting up in the morning is is setting a goal. So there's 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 so much out there to be learned about it, and that's one of the reasons why I put together a book calling it Simplified, uh, because I kind of broke it down into bite-sized little pieces. And yeah, the idea is you have to you have to think about things that you want. Now, you know, I want to lose weight. That's not a goal. I want to lose five pounds. You're starting to get into a goal. I want to lose five pounds in the next 30 days. Now you're defining your goal a little bit further. I want to lose five pounds in 30 days because I want to get in that nice dress for the dinner party I have to go to in 45 days. That's a goal. I want to lose weight, not a goal. Saying it out to the universe, not putting it on paper, not a goal. So there's a lot of different ways to do it, and, I, and, I've, and I've actually launched a course. It's, right now it's, a, it's 99 bucks. It comes with the book. It comes with a PDF and a downloadable workbook. It comes with an hour one-on-one with me that I video record on Zoom, and then you get the recording um, to help kind of launch the steps that you need to launch. And it, it really does take clarity, and, yes, there's a lot out there. Same thing. You can punch in goal setting in Google, and you can read for the next 30 days. I love that. So, Carl, this is your goal-setting book. So how can I – what are some things I'm going to be learning in this book? Can you give us, like, some steps of what we'll be learning in this book? Sure. Mm-hmm. Sure. The, 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 beginning, the beginning part of it really is – and it's kind of interesting. I, I, do a, I do a little exercise uh, before you really get into the daily homework assignments because it does have homework assignments. And the, the – the game that you play or the or the or the little exercise concept is if if you woke up tomorrow morning and you had a million dollars write down 10 things that you would do and it's really interesting when you do this in a room full of people <laughs> and then they pass it all to the front you look at it almost 99 out of 100 people the first thing they write is quit my job which is really sad to know that there's that many people out there in the world that that don't like where they are or what they're doing so and then, you know, it's, like, oh, I'm going to buy a car, I'm going to buy a house, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that. Well, the interesting thing is you don't have to have the million dollars in the bank to start doing that. You know, if, if you really don't like your job, then set a goal that in the next 60 days, I'm going to change my, I'm going to go get this job. Well, okay, so this job requires that I have to have this and this and this and this and this before I can have that job. So then you have to say, okay, well, if I got six months, at five months, I have to have this certification, this license, this, you know, just Mm -hmm. pick real estate. I want to become a real estate agent. Well, you can't become a real estate agent until you've gone to real estate school. So, So at five months, I have to have all this in line. In four months, I have to have this. In three months, I have to have this. In two months, so it's, it, the, the simple terminology is reverse engineering. You pick, you pick what it is you want to accomplish, and then you figure out, how am I going to get there? And the other really wonderful thing about goal setting is, if you don't hit the goal, you reset the goal. Now, you don't go after the goal saying, oh, well, if I don't hit it, I'm, I'll just reset it. You do everything that you possibly can. And if you didn't make it because there was one or two little hiccups along the way or things that sent you down the wrong path, you don't beat yourself up over it. You actually congratulate yourself and reward yourself for your efforts. You reset the goal and you reverse engineer it again and figure out what it's going to take now to get it from here to there. Because one thing you'll find is whatever that goal was that was out here, 
and I don't know if you can see the desk, but so let's just hold my hands up here. Whatever that goal is, it's out here. And you're moving and inching your way along to that goal. If you get to here instead of here, you're still here. You're not back here anymore. So now when you reset that goal, it's, it's a lot more attainable. And again, it can, be, it can be as simple as, you know, people don't wake up in the morning typically and say, oh, I'm going to go buy a car today. And I'm just going to go wander around until the one that I want jumps out in front of me. No, people are reading magazines. They're reading Car and Driver. They're, I want, I want a dark blue Mercedes Benz two series with with charcoal leather interior. Da, 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 da. And these are all goals. These are all things that you do in in the process of goal setting. And you know, the the one of the things I I almost always mention when we talk about goal setting is. If they would start teaching this beginning in like the fifth grade or sixth grade, imagine what the world would be like if people were actually taught how to succeed in life before they actually had to go out and begin life. It'd be a whole different world here. There'd be a whole lot more people that didn't rely on government money and everything else. And that's goal setting helps. Definitely. And so many of us seriously do not write our goals, unfortunately. So many of us just live by the sit of our pants. Like you say, people don't like their jobs. They don't like where they're at. They're not happy in whatever area they are, but they're just, they're settling. Why do people settle? That's one of the seven wonders of the world mm -hmm. to me. But I, I think we all know in this kind of world, in this realm, we're, we're cut from a little different cloth. We, uh, you know, we have those, those big aspirations and those big visions, vision, you know, is another great word that doesn't get used as much as it should or as properly as it should. A, a vision, it doesn't have to be something that comes down from God. It can be a vision is something that you have created in your brain, in your mind, that is an end result to a process. And I just think that that's, again, why I created a book called Simplified, because I'm trying to make it easy for people to, to grasp the concept. Mm -hmm. And of course, what's in the pipeline currently is goal setting mastery simplified. Because all my, the whole book, the whole series of books in the Running Fair Lifestyle book series are all gonna be simplified. I'm actually gonna be doing one called Credit Creativity Simplified. Because I'm still playing that credit card game four years later because of the $100,000 in debt that I put my wife and I into when this when this accident happened, I have carved out a giant chunk of that since we're not, you know, it, it's kind of funny. People talk about broke versus poor. I don't believe I've ever been poor. I've been broke a lot. And then there's broke at a higher level. So, you know, you're still, you're not where you want to be, but you're not worrying about groceries. And these are all things that, again, that it, specifically timelining things that need to be done in order to accomplish the life of your dreams has to be done where you can physically see it. There's a little thing called the reticular cortex that the brain has and just pen to paper, the idea of, oh, I wanna get a new car. I wanna get a new car. Now you're, now you're stimulating two different things. You've got pen in hand, three actually, your mind, your eyes, and you're physically writing. And these are the things that, that stimulate and activate neurons. And I don't want to get into a whole science class here, but there's all kinds of things that happen, interestingly, in the body mm 
uh, when you when you pursue things like this. And you know, the guy who the guy who set the first four minute mile didn't wake up one morning and put a pair of sneakers on and go out and set a four minute mile. That's great. Um, so, how important are rituals for people? To have a ritual, to have, you know, like goal setting is a ritual also, right? You do it on a daily basis. Um, I don't know how it is in your book, whether you do it on a daily basis, but a lot of people talk about set your goals daily, write your goals daily, right? Yes. How important is it to have rituals in our life for success, would you say? I think if you, if you have ever listened to just about anybody on a stage of the world who talks about success, whether that's success in relationships, success financially, success in business. There is one absolute common denominator between them all, and that is clear and concise goals and rituals and meditations and daily routines. Uh, many of us, the first, either, there's two, there's two schools. A lot of people will write everything down at night for what they want to accomplish the next day. And I'm not sure how you are when you lay down at night, but when I lay down at night, instead of my mind winding down, it seems like it wants to wind up. And then you're laying there and all of a sudden it's like, oh, tomorrow I gotta do this, I gotta do that, I gotta do this, I gotta do that. And next thing you know, two hours have gone by and you haven't slept. Just sitting down and saying, okay, tomorrow I need to take care of this and this and this and this and this, and putting it away, on, even if it's on the nightstand, will help you find that, that deeper sleep a lot quicker. Um, and again, the morning, especially you, you talk about the 3G effect, mm -hmm. gratitude, you know, get up and be grateful for all, first of all, all the things you've accomplished yesterday, go back and look at that list and reward yourself for it. And I don't mean you have to go out and buy yourself, you know, some thousand dollar piece of jewelry or something, but give yourself some kind of reward for pursuing and persisting and doing what it takes to be resilient in life, to, to continue on and, and to better to better yourself and to better everything, everybody around you actually gets better as things get better. Yeah, and, and I love your energy, Carl, because you're in a very positive attitude and mindset. Are you like that all the time? I do my best. Um, it's funny that I just said I do my best because I've also eliminated the word try from my vocabulary, mm -hmm. which is another thing that everybody needs to do. They don't need to try to do it. They just need to do it. Try means, well, probably not, you know, oh, you want to come over for dinner on Saturday night? Oh, I'll try. No. I will do my best because it means I got the grass cut, I got the car fixed, I did whatever I had to do, and I'm here, or man, I did everything in my power, I just can't make it. When you say you're gonna try, you're just, you might as well not even, you might as well say no. Um, so I, I get, I have a strong head and a strong mind, and I do beat myself up from time to time like we all do, but I've found that Living in gratitude, as you know, being being grateful. It's easy for me to be grateful to, to be alive because that oak branch was about that big around and was 25 feet long and could have just ended my life right there in the blink of an eye. So I, I do have the second, second coming rebirth, you know, second chance type of feeling and attitude in my, within myself because 
that I was blessed enough to only lose a toe. Uh, so it is, it is, it always feels better to live in the light than it does in the darkness also. For sure, and God was definitely watching over you. There's no question about that. Even though as painful as it is, and I can't imagine what you've been through and the darkness you've been through, but the fact is that you're here and you're well and you're feeling grateful. That is so, so important um, to be in that mindset, to attract what we want into our lives. How important, I want to ask you, Carl, is integrity, having integrity in our lives for our success? That, I believe that integrity, it can be taught, it can be um, learned, but I think integrity is something that is inside of us from a very, very young, impressionable time in our life. Um, I grew up just outside the Amish country in Lancaster, Pennsylvania. Uh, in a kind of a middle class, you know, not upper middle class, but a good neighborhood, good family, good values. Um, these are all things that help to mold and create integrity. And as far as integrity for life and for success, absolutely 100%. Um, one of my favorite phrases that I learned when I was probably 19 or 20 years old and it is, speak of what you will do, and I will listen. Do what you speak of, and I will believe. Say it one more time. Speak of what you will do, and I will listen. Do what you speak of, and I will believe. Because many people, especially in this day and age, they just, they're a life of false promises. Oh, yeah, I got that. I got you covered. I'll do this. I'll do that. If you're going to say you're going to do something, do every, do your best, do everything you can to bring that to fruition. And the idea of I work on big boats, on yachts. On the fishing boats, they have these giant tuna towers that go up to the stars, it mm -hmm. seems, sometimes. Mm -hmm. That was a one of the biggest challenges I had to overcome because they also don't most yacht owners don't care for you wearing shoes on boats. And so it was a whole different learning experience to, to get to the point where I could climb those towers again. And what a reward it was. And again, that was integrity, yes, because I knew that I couldn't go through the rest of my career in that business. Well, I can't do that part of my job anymore. I had to say, how, what, what is it that I have to do so that I can do that part of my job? And I think that's, you know, the, and integrity is really, it's, that's another one you almost have to look up because there's 40 different ideas behind it and ways you can think about it. But it really does, be true to yourself, first of all. And then you, to carry that truth for yourself and be true to others. Yes, yeah, so our word is so important. And like you talked about before with goal setting, we have to learn, even if we don't, do what we say we have to learn to like forgive ourselves and maybe recreate it you know recreate that word right that's integrity because you know you don't just leave people hanging you give your word and then if something happens you can't be somewhere at a certain time you got to be in communication and let them know hey and that's integrity things will always go out of alignment or out of integrity in our lives you know but we always have to learn to put back in and that really makes us who we are is our you know how we show up every day in the world that is so important Will you ever stop learning, Carl, or do you consider yourself a lifetime learner? Will you ever just say, you know what, I'm done learning? 
I don't know how to not learn. Um, I'm in the, even the industry I'm in, I learn something almost every day because it's forever changing. Uh, I don't like running into challenges that I cannot come up with a solution or an answer to. Um, you know, we live, in, we live in such an amazing energy, or not energy, information age now that there's no excuse for not learning if you're willing, able, and wanting to learn. Um, I, I shift sometimes. Um, I've kind of just recently, be, because of another new business launch that I just, I just launched another business at 61 and a half years old, uh, there's things that I've been on the path of that you get a lot of emails, and I'm sure you know, you get people, you know, programs that we've purchased in the past. I had to start literally like unsubscribing and turning things off because I call it Labrador Retriever Syndrome where it's like, oh, bunny, oh, kitty cat, oh, birdie, oh, stick, oh, pond, oh, car ride. And, and you find you're, when you're running around like a chicken with your head cut off all the time in 19 different directions, it's very hard to accomplish anything. Everybody's like, oh, I'm a great multitasker. There's no such thing. There's one task at a time. So, um, so I kind of just shifted my learning to what serves me right now, and that happens to be learning about the solar power industry because I've just launched a new business in residential solar. Uh, because I, again, heal the world, we can heal the world through solar energy as well, through green renewable energy. And that's another passion of mine being a tree hugger hippie. <laughs> I, I, I love that so much. Um, did you want to tell us a little bit about your, our solar energy thing? I don't know a lot about it. Um, yeah, we could. I mean, I, I, I found a company that's a nationwide platform. So we're not, we're not like you would think of brick and mortar where you jump in a truck and you go climb on a roof and mm -hmm. put panels up. These guys have created a nationwide organization that covers everything from the people that do the permitting to the construction guys, to the installers, to the electronics, to the, to the people that supply the equipment. And so with each house comes its own set of issues because you got north, south, east exposure, and you literally can like grab things off the shelf and put them into the package and build the package. And it's like, well, that's not quite gonna work for me. Okay, let's pull that out and put this in. Um, I went to a convention out in San Diego uh, for five days just a couple of weeks ago. It was their annual convention, which again, flaming arrows and fiery hoops, there was everything that could possibly come against me to prevent me from going to San Diego did. Financial issues, wasn't, there wasn't a lot of work going on, money, all the, all the challenges that makes you not, makes you want to just go give up. Oh, well, you know what? I'll just cash in the plane tickets and I'll cash in and I just won't go. No, I went. And one of the things I found out is I need to learn. There's a lot, there's a lot I need to know. So in that shift to learning that we were just sharing about, that's, that's one of the shifts that I'm that I'm making now is to learn this business um, so that I can become the mentor that I'm working under right now because the beautiful way that they've put this business together for everybody is you literally have a coach assigned to you the moment you get started and that's you know that's how we learn is by is 
one of my favorite phrases, standing on the foot, standing on the shoulders of giants. Because you can see a lot further when you're standing on the shoulders of giants. You know, why, why try to reinvent the wheel when you can copy what, what those who have succeeded doing what they do before you? It, it takes, it, it, the, the space-time continuum, like they, the, the catchphrase of the, what was that, back to the future. You know, you're literally bending time and you're bringing the two, the two corners closer to each other so that you can bridge the gap quicker. And we can do that with just about anything in life. Provided that we look out and we reach for that help and we don't, we don't be ashamed that we don't know what we don't know. Right. And that's part of what I really love about you is you're so creative and you're so open to learning. That's why I asked you that question because I feel like you are a student of life. Like you're always going to reinvent yourself. And I love how in life we do get to reinvent ourselves. We don't have to do the same thing for the rest of our lives. But what you said about being able to shut off some of those distractions, right? The glitz and glamour of the world, right? We have to learn to stay on our path because it's so easy to get distracted because everybody wants this from us and that from us. But how can we stay focused? How can we stay connected to our goals, to our dreams, to where we want to go? And I think that's the constant battle within ourselves to keep staying on that path of success for ourselves. If I could sum that in one word, mm -hmm. it would be presence. Mm -hmm. And I don't mean like what's under the tree at Christmas. Um, being present. Uh, we all, <laughs> there's a whole nother interview and a whole nother story behind all that one. But we talk about things that, things that have happened in our life. Mm -hmm. Well, they have happened. You know, we're not Superman. We can't go fly around the world and make time go backwards to make whatever that was that happened change. So the best thing is to do your best, do your best, there it is again, to leave that behind. And that's one of the biggest challenges that I think the entire world has. And it goes all the way to as, as high up the spiritual ladder as you could ever get. I mean, the Dalai Lama isn't always present but he's probably more present than most everybody in the world. Uh, so, so yeah, presence is, is, is key and also structure and, um, you know, system, systematizing, big word there, but create systems that make sense. Like I, I can, I can get on, the computer and I can make business cards and make them look pretty cool and I can design some graphics and stuff. But I got a guy in Sri Lanka that when I send him $50, you'd think I'd send him a thousand because $50 goes a long way over there. And I'm able to take a piece of paper and draw a circle and say, okay, I want a sun in the middle and I want it to say solar solution specialties. And I put it on my scanner and I send it to him. And an hour later, I've got this beautiful company logo that cost me 20 bucks. I can make a whole lot more money for myself spending that hour, two hours it would have taken me and it wouldn't have been near as good by, de by devoting my attention to the things that serve me better than the things that you do that become distractions. Um, you know, the Facebook is a big distraction unless you're using it properly. It's really easy to get caught and go down the rabbit holes. And next thing you know, two hours is gone and mm -hmm. you're looking at your high school buddy's daughter's new cat and you don't even know who he is because you haven't talked to him in 40 years. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, the, I think that being present 
knowing knowing what you need to accomplish, which again comes back to the written goals, to the create the plan, to having a day planner or a schedule or a calendar that's always full, that has reminders to tell you that you were supposed to be on the, <laughs> you were supposed to see Noah a week ago at three o'clock in the afternoon and you weren't there. <laughs> Uh, you know, these are the things that we need that 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 you need at, by structuring your life around having specific plans and goals. Yes, absolutely. So, Carl, how can people find you and you know your online course? How can they get connected with you? Um, of course, I'm on Facebook. I am Carl with a K. So there's not many of us out there. My last name is Freiberg. You can actually Google Carl Freiberg, and my books show up on Amazon. Um, you can find me on Facebook easy enough, and uh, I'm certain when these these podcasts go live, there's always you're going to have some contact information there as well. I actually am in the in the process of building CarlFreiberg.com right now, which is going to be kind of like a LinkedIn or Linktree, only just for me, so that you can go there if you want to learn goal setting, you click on the goal setting link. If you want to have a private coaching session with me you click on the coaching session if you want to learn more about brian tracy university you'll be able to find brian tracy in there because i'm a, i'm a big big fan of his teachings um so carl freiberg just google carl freiberg and you'll find me i love that well carl thank you so much it was so inspiring to have you as my guest today I want to thank um, Carl for being our guest today. We've learned so much here today from Carl, from his experience, and so many things, and creative things that he does, which is really, really um, cool and interesting. So I hope you guys watch this and really enjoy it. Until next time, remember to practice the 3G effect mindset, to have a grateful heart, to ground in love and compassion, and to know that you're guided by God. What miracles will you experience this week? Can't wait to see you next time. Have a beautiful day, everyone. Namaste.